0: Welcome to E2 Talks, it's a podcast where we chat about the English language landscape, talking about topics relevant to students like you. In this episode, Jay chats to Abiram, an E2 language student who recently took PTE Academic and IELTS Academic. Jay and Abby discuss the pros and cons of each test and compare their difficulty levels. So, if you need help deciding between PTE Academic and IELTS Academic, listen carefully for their insider tips on each test. Enjoy.
1: Avira. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. Hello, to, Jared. It's good to see you back in back in E2 HQ. I know it's always good to be back at E2 HQ. So, tell everyone um, what you used to
2: do here. So. I was at E2 for close to two years. I started off as student support manager and uh-huh. then eventually you know, started helping out the marketing team. So yep. I was in you know, a marketing and sales manager for a year or so with E2
1: Language. Nice. Good one. Yes. And you're a great employee. And I was um, very sad the day that you left. But it also uh, gave us a great opportunity because you needed to take one of these high stakes English exams. And we thought, Right, let's get Abiram to take both IELTS Academic and PTE Academic and we'll do a little comparison, not just of scores, but about the whole thing, the whole shebang, like the test day experience, I want to know about um, how you felt on test day doing each of the exams, Uh, I want to know how you prepared for both of the exams, and at the end we'll talk about what your scores were, okay?
2: Sounds like a plan, yeah. Sounds I think like... we'll keep the scores at the end, yeah. All right, all right,
1: sounds good. So tell me first about test day experience. Like, what what was it like for PT and what was it like for IELTS? Because you took computer-based IELTS, right?
2: That is correct, yeah. Okay. I, I did take the computer-based. And it's, you know, if I'm being honest, it's the first time I took either the PT or the IELTS. Okay. Because previously I'd taken the TOEFL, but I hadn't taken the PT or the IELTS. So it was a brand-new experience, you know, for taking both of these exams. Yeah. Uh, I took the PTE first, yeah. and you know there, there were a lot of things that you know I sort of kept in mind based on the methods or anything else that has been spoken about, or what would be the you know right way to do this. Yeah, I think the first important thing that I realized was because I booked both my exams in the morning, mm. it helped me you know do this right away at the beginning, the starting of the day, and just make sure that I had it out of the way. So, and it also gave me with a very fresh mindset, mm. right? So I, I, I had a fresh mind, I was ready, you know, both my exams were at like 9am. So are, are you a morning person? I'm not a morning person, actually. Mm. But at least for this scenario, I realised that probably if I had, you know, maybe taken an afternoon slot, considering that I'm a working professional as well as, you know, preparing for an exam simultaneously if on the offset chance that I didn't get, say, a weekend slot, which is what actually happened with the PTE, I ended up doing it on a weekday, mm. I had to ensure that I actually got it out of the way. And then I mm. could, you know, probably get back to work for the second half of the day. So okay. I ended up taking, you know, a morning slot for the PTE.
1: Yeah.
2: But once I had that experience, I realized that, you know, taking morning exams were actually very helpful. Mm. And that helped me make the decision that I'll take the IELTS exam on a morning slot okay, as well. So,
1: so our science experiment is good because taking both tests at the same time, nice little it design is. there. It is, yes. So talk me through PTE first. What? How did you wake up? Were you feeling nervous? Were you feeling okay?
2: I was. Um, I've read, you know, both as a part of E2 and otherwise I've read... Uh, a lot of stories about how people told me that the PTE would be difficult, how it's a very you know smart exam and it'll be a completely different ballgame compared to how the TOEFL was previously. Mm. And that sort of set the pretext for me to believe that it's not going to be an easy thing at all.
1: Mm.
2: And I wasn't wrong. I, the preparation was quite tough because... There are so many structures, there's so many different types of mm, questions. Mm. You want to go ahead and make sure that, you know, you're you're mastering each and every type of questions. You have to balance your preparation time, you know, your work time, your leisure, all of that. And I, I think it was just a combination of putting all of that together mm. and you know making sure that I wasn't going ahead and spending like about 16 hours a day or 12 hours a day trying to remember those concepts, trying to remember what, what would be the best way to remember, say, a structure for the essay or how to approach a section like describe image, which by far is the most difficult thing I've ever done, mm-hmm. on a side note. Um, it was just about understanding if I had this particular concept in my head, mm-hmm. then I could take it, I could apply it across different questions. So to me, mm. rather than spending time you know, doing the concept again and again, I I did a dedicated sort of, you know, I I dedicated myself to go ahead and look at the concept first, get that in and spend the next an hour or so to do just the questions. you mean the
1: concept? you mean the method?
2: The method, yes. Yes. So for example, in the essay, when you say that, you know, you need to have an introduction, Mm. a paragraph one, paragraph two and a conclusion, Mm. it didn't take me long to, you know, get that concept in my head because of course I've been familiar with that over a long period of time. But for someone who took it, you know, for the first time and actually implemented it while writing an essay and mm. practicing, I could see how it it might have been somewhat difficult. Mm. But as I started writing, say, my second practice question in the essay section, mm. I pretty much got into rhythm. Yeah. And I slowly realized that for, you know, every other section that, that, that was present in the PTE, maybe, you know, the toughest again, as
1: you would have heard a lot of times was the PTE speaking. Okay, so There are 20 tasks in the PTE Mm -hmm. and we teach 20 methods and I've been teaching this for ages so for me it's easy it's just like oh yeah of course summarise spoken text you do this and listening multiple choice multiple answers you do this. How did you go actually memorising those 20 methods from E2 language which are bloody effective but how did you go memorising them?
2: Um, If I'm being honest the memorization came with the practice, Mm -hmm. which is what I sort of was highlighting earlier. So to me, it wasn't, at least the structure that I adopted was not, I need to memorize the concept first. And, you know, only when it's completely in my head, I'll go ahead and do the practice examples. Nice. I had a look at it. I understood, you know, if this was a definite structure, this was the method, then I can only improve... You know or adhere to that method by practicing more yeah so I understood you know the basic overview I understood what the method actually you know says but as I kept practicing I wrote my first essay compared it back to the method realized I'd missed out on say two or three points mm-hmm. I wrote my second essay and then I got a little bit better gotcha. and by the time I reached say my fourth essay I, I actually knew I was sticking to, you know, the methods that had been described over there. And this is pretty much consistent for all the, you know, 20 tasks that are there in the PTE. Mm. I, I believe, you know, this. the biggest challenge was actually with regards to speaking, because, mm. you, you know, with the writings, the methods that were provided were, you know, beautifully... Eloquent, and we could go ahead and you know get that in your head as you practice. But it's speaking, I feel that that's where the more candid, the more subjective element came into play. Mm. So even if there is a particular you know concept, like say for example, describe image, where you can break it down to say maybe a four step or a five step method, on test day, I would still go ahead and you know my my candid behavior
1: would actually Spl- come like in. candid, you mean a bit spontaneous? A bit spontaneous. Mm, yes, yeah. there would be something. Y- y- you have to because. The image that you see in front of you requires you to be spontaneous and speak in the moment. And as long as you stick to the the basic pathway of the method, you're going to be pretty safe.
2: 100%, yes. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I realized as well.
1: I think what we've done with the methods here is we've taken something really abstract, like describe an image or retell a lecture or even a listening multiple choice. It's an abstract process. Like what's happening with language in your brain is this totally subjective unconscious behavior that we just do without thinking. And so what we've tried to do is make that abstract nature of that question uh, more concrete and give it some sort of yeah method, step-by-step process to solve it. You can't you can't again there's no solving of it through the method either. It's just it's just a way to approach it, isn't it?
2: Which is yes, which is exactly what I realized on test day that this is not something that you can go ahead and always believe um, will be the most mm. uh, definite solution. Yep. It gives you a way forward, yep. and after that, it needs to be your, you know, aptitude, your yes. IQ as well that comes in.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the, as much as people learn test prep and do practice questions and learn methods, ultimately, if there's no vocabulary or grammar or your pronunciation's off it is ultimately a test of english isn't it and you find that on test day cuz you're like it is yeah it, because you you have to speak spontaneously you can't memorize spoken responses you cannot memorize anything really apart from those approaches
2: that is absolutely correct and at that point when i did say my first set of questions where i had to be spontaneous or bring in you know something that i saw on test day Probably the first time I did that, you know, for the first question as such, I was a little bit intimidated, Mm. but as I started realising that we could go ahead and, you know, I can still make mistakes, I could still think about, you know, okay, is this the right way to do it and do those quick calculations in my head, Mm. I could still bring out, you know, a spontaneous side of me, which helped me say, you know, clear something like a describe image or a retail lecture. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. And, um... Just from the PTE, you said describe image was challenging. Any other sections or tasks that were challenging? P- describe image, as always. Okay, you know, that I've heard. Yeah. What about the reading? Did you find the multiple choices? Any like particular tasks stump you?
2: Uh, if I'm being honest, along with the describe image, it was retail lecture mm-hmm. because you're not prepared to you know, really, you're not really ready for what the speaker is going to be discussing about or talking about. Okay, and, and
1: you're just dropped into a lecture, like a dream. You know, dreams have no beginning yes. or no end. You're just in it. And it's like... Exactly. It's and, like,
2: <laughs> and, you know, you just transition from one task to another, and yeah. all of a sudden you have someone talking about it. Yeah. So even, even though the concept is just about, you know, understanding what someone's saying in yeah. that audio clip and going ahead and reproducing that in your own words and paraphrasing it, yeah. It is quite a challenge, yeah, right? and that's probably one of the sections where there's been a lot of, uh, you know, challenge. I mean, that's why it's been a lot of difficulties that I've faced as well, even during practice. So I would I would start doing a practice question, and then I realize halfway through that, oh, I don't have a conclusion for this. Mm. And then I would have to go back to the method, try to understand how conclusions can be drawn up, mm. and then mention that, okay, this is how this will go back to the same question again. So it was just practice to make sure that I could get that on test day. Excellent.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, you clearly have the requisite English skills. This is not your issue. Your issue is not vocabulary or oral fluency as I can hear. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh. But yeah, your your challenge, your challenge isn't an English language one. So your challenge was really test prep, wasn't it?
2: It was. And I I could relate to it because I feel a lot of students would also, you know, perceive it that way. Yeah, It's not the English language test at the end of the day, that's the most difficult part. Okay. It's actually making sure that you're preparing for it in the right way. Mm. You want to make sure that because for a lot of people, including myself, I took the test because I needed for say my immigration. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people would take these English based tests. Yeah. So when you're taking that, you know, the stakes are automatically higher yeah. compared to why you'd say take maybe a general English test otherwise. Sure. Yeah. So when you're preparing for it, you're preparing with that, you know, concept at the back of your mind that you wanna go ahead and make sure that you clear it in your first attempt. Yeah. And you wanna make sure that it all goes smooth sailing and all of that. So I, I it he- is the preparation.
1: I heard today from a from a testing center that somebody has taken PT 48 times this might not be true by the way it was a bit of a bit of a rumor but i've also read newspaper articles of people taking IELTS 21 times for example wow. um, it's just it it i just find it staggering that even if you took it 5 times or 10 times or 15 times it's staggering that people don't find some sort of intervention and think hmm maybe I should actually work on, maybe, you know. <laughs> I guess so. But at the end of the day, it's just about the preparation.
2: Yeah. If you're able to get through with your preparation, you should be having no problems on test day. Yeah. And as someone who took, you know, both the PTE and the IELTS for the first time, yeah. it was the preparation that made the difference. Yeah. And considering the fact that I took the PTE first, yeah, if I'm being honest, I wasn't really confident that I had done actually well. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, because that made me doubt my preparation. I thought that you know, okay, maybe I could have done this better. I could have done that better. Yeah, I'm probably going to get you know, I'm going to miss marks in these sections. Yeah. So you will have that, but it's all about the preparation at the end of the day.
1: Good one. All right, then you went and took IELTS Academic. How long after your PTE test?
2: So I gave myself a month because you took
1: you know between the PTE and the IELTS, it's
2: approximately a month. couple of reasons for that one I had to you know focus on work commitments obviously yeah and the second was I wanted to find a convenient slot because if it was something that I had to take say maybe on a weekday and it wasn't fitting with my timings mm-hmm. that would have you know not worked out for me yeah so I, I was actually fortunate enough to find a slot on the weekend on a Saturday morning nice and because it's a computerized IELTS I managed to get the speaking on the same day as well nice. so it was Saturday morning I, I took my IELTS academic and what do I say? I think it was just a different
1: experience altogether. Okay, okay. Just to, before we talk about the test itself and the test tasks and sections and stuff, um, both are quite, how would you say, um, they're quite pleasant experiences, right, in terms of the testing centres, the small numbers. Um, this is my experience anyway. It was, it was quite a pleasant experience. And what I'm comparing it to is the paper-based IELTS, which mm-hmm. I've taken, which was an unpleasant experience in my experience. Opinion, especially once I took it at the Melbourne Convention Centre, and I think there was like six hundred people, yeah. big lines waiting to go to the bathroom. It was like you know, during the test was a total pain. So, in in short, these computer based tests have made the psychological experience of test taking a lot better. Do you agree?
2: Oh, it is. And yeah. I think one, just to add on to that, one of the things is when I had the chance to interact with other test takers who were there, mm. most of them were working professionals, yeah? okay, they, yeah. ha- they were either taking it, say, for example, for, you know, because their work, the profession needed something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, they were already working professionals, just wanted to go ahead and study. Now, when you're working for about four or five years, and you're really used to typing on the computer. Yeah. And you suddenly have to take a paper-based oh, test yeah. that wasn't going to work because a couple of them who were there had actually taken the paper-based first, yeah. and when they knew that the computer computerized aisles had come in,
0: yeah.
2: they they were really happy with how how it actually turned out. Yeah. So I think that played a big difference because if you're having a lot of working professionals taking the computerized IELTS, yeah. it's actually very easy for them. You know, they they're used to typing. I'm, I was used to typing. I was very comfortable typing, yeah. and I could I could possibly imagine if I had to sit there and write. In a grey-lead pencil, by the way. That that really wouldn't have been, you know, something that I would have wanted to do. So the computerized IELTS is actually a boom. Yeah,
1: yeah. in many ways it makes the writing section much easier compared to handwriting an essay with a pencil, which is absolutely ridiculous. So I'm glad those days are numbered, which is cool. (laughs) Okay, so um, all right, let's talk through the IELTS test then. How was your experience of the IELTS? Like, let's go through each section. You start with listening. How was listening?
2: Um, Listening was straightforward because the methods that were prescribed, the methods that I studied, very straightforward to the point, easy to understand from E2's perspective. On test day, it wasn't, if I'm being honest, it wasn't as intimidating as, um, you know, what, what happened in the PTE because the PTE is slightly more intense.
1: Right. Well, there's and a big difference. The yeah. PTE uses authentic lecture materials, right? So you might get a bit of Noam Chomsky talking about, you know, American politics. And then you get some physicist talking about kinetic energy and, you know, it's full on. The IELTS listening is inauthentic. These are scripted items. They're, uh, they're not from real life, which Correct. is... Which is Makes it easier.
2: It makes it easier, but um, I think IELTS is starting to make it slightly more difficult. They're trying to, um, you know, see ways in which people need to be actually on top of their listening game. Mm. Um, For example, some of the names might be very complicated. Mm. You can have, um, you know, someone like, say, Sean, which is a name, but it could be spelt as S-E-A-N. Uh-huh. So you really need to be on top of your listening and because if you miss that and you think you can come back
1: later and write it, you might remember Sean, mm. but you might just write, say, maybe S-H-A-W-N. And and IELTS is the master of um, distractors. So it'll uh, be, yeah?
2: They, they, they have plenty of distractors. Oh,
1: yeah. So it'll be a multiple choice. And all three of the options will be mentioned. And they sort of pull you in one direction. You think, oh, and then, oh, no, hang on, whoop. For yeah. me, a couple of questions just came down to, you
2: know, one word or two words that were different.
1: Mm. But
2: everything else as a part of those options were the same. Yeah. So, yeah, listen, listening was pretty good. It was just about, you know, making sure that I really paid attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. it is. It's an attention game, isn't it? It is. And you, you miss one of the words. And and you, ha- you just have to go back and, you know, like, I
1: think it was this and you just have to put that in oh, there. Oh, because if you daydream for a second, you think, oh, what am I going to have for lunch? Bo- missed one and and it's easy to do that because we're all humans we do that at the end of the day so
2: (laughs) i did that too for you know a couple of questions but i I, I pretty much realized i had to you know by the end of the first question that happened i was like i knew i had to do this the good thing about ielts from you know what i've seen as a test taker is it's very guided especially Mm, in terms of you know you have you do have your exam invigilators who are there throughout every section of the test yeah so you will go ahead and, you know, have them telling you, yes, you're not going to commence the writing section. Yeah. You're going to have so-and-so to do this. Yeah. No bathroom breaks, no this, no taking food, yeah. all of that. So throughout the course of the test, it was actually very helpful to have someone who is who guide you. Yeah. But with the PTE, that's the only thing that I can think of where, okay. you know, yeah. because you you just, for me, one example that I can think of is when I went ahead and I started clicking through the first few screens, you record your voice yeah. and then, Next thing you know, you're suddenly in the test.
1: Yes. Right. I, I would actually, that's one of my criticisms of PTE is there's no distinction between the tasks. Exactly. You go from multiple choice, single answer. And whoop, oh, oh! now I'm in multiple choice, multiple answers. And it didn't tell me. Like, they should put a little screen yes. between them going, okay, now you're doing reorder paragraph. Correct. Because then yeah. you'd be like, all right, rock and roll.
2: And then you see a timer ticking, and that's mm. it, you, you sweat, you
1: become nervous. And that's what happened with speaking as well. So yeah. describe image, retail, lecture. Yeah. So IELTS is is very well uh, organized and mapped out. You yeah, know it's exactly paced you out are. very well. Yeah, I agree. Cool. What about the reading section?
2: So reading was um, was advantageous, I would say, because one of the one of the nicest things is when you when you do the E two method that you see, you'll know that automatically when you're looking for the answer for at least most of the questions, it is in chronological order. Yes, that's right. Helpful. Which is one of the first things that the method describes. Yeah. So you look at that and then if you're able to master that, you should be able to get through reading. Yeah. There are no from yeah. what I remember, there are no complicated words yeah. that actually need, you know, a massive knowledge of vocabulary. You know, no no complicated long words. Yeah. Easy to understand. Again, the main the main thing is the distractors mm. because you want to look you know for that right sentence yeah. but you can be
1: led astray it's it's just ultimately it's a meaning that it, it's a really good test of meaning actually i think Correct. the reading section um yeah and there's nothing no vocabulary that's like whoa what does that word mean it's quite common vocabulary it but it really does get you to read carefully very, you have to read very, very carefully. carefully yes cool all right and then let's talk about the writing section <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> I've heard so many stories uh, about writing, including my
1: stories. <laughs> I've read a lot of stories about writing,
2: and I went in with that added pressure because mm. I was. Yeah, to me it was. It was like.
1: And you're doing a- a- academic, you're academic. Doing, yes, 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 yes.
2: And you're looking at writing task one, writing task two, and you know, there's an explanation where you know that task two carries double the marks of task one, and all of those things have to be kept in mind. So you need to frame all of your answers in the writing section perfectly. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, I actually thought, you know, I did pretty well. I I looked at the band descriptors. Yeah. I saw, um, you know, the structure, the approach, how I can, you know, stay true to those band descriptors, have grammar, vocabulary in there and I actually, you know, check my IELTS essay more number of times than I actually did check my PTE essay. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, I'm always, you know, check essays. I would never do that previously. Mm-hmm. But for these exams, because of the things that were at stake, always make sure that I check my essays. Mm. Help me remove a couple of errors.
1: Yeah.
2: Although I realized later that I did make some errors. But yeah, with the IELTS, I actually, you know, triple checked my essay. But still, you know, I felt that at the end of all of this, if my scores are going to go low, then I just cannot, you know, do anything about it. So yeah. I did accept that and made sure that I had to, you know, give me be my best for IELTS writing. Yeah. And uh, being academic, I had to make sure that, you know, I was on top of my game talking about, say, you know, different parameters that I can see, say, for example, on the graphs.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and then task one is yeah,
2: tough. Task one is tricky because. Uh, you know, you suddenly realize, and that's the thing that I was thinking at the back of my head, because I'd already taken the PTE first and I was doing the IELTS. Yeah. The IELTS writing task is as difficult as the PTE speaking. And task one is just like the mm. describe image that you see in the PTE. And that's that also helped me sort of frame the way I would be writing that essay. Yeah. Because you know, in describe image you have that particular method. You start off with an introduction, yeah. point one, nice. point two, point yeah. three. I thought I could implement the same no. for IELTS as well, so that's that's a little bit of the spontaneity <laughs> that came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder how
1: that went. For you. We'll soon find out. Uh, interesting, yeah, yeah. Writing IELTS writing is um, notoriously challenging. Notoriously yes. challenging, perhaps a little too challenging anyway. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, speaking, you, yes, just quickly, how'd you go? Pretty, no, pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Isn't pretty it?
2: straightforward. You know, having having that human intervention. I can see why it can be, you know, very advantageous, because, um, at the, you know, when you realize that you're going to be using your English in everyday working communication, you're going to be yeah. talking to another person. Yeah, yeah. And when you see them, you know, realizing that, okay, I'm able to understand
1: what he's saying. Yeah.
2: It was okay. So yeah. it was pretty good. I had a really good examiner yeah. who was patient to explain everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, pretty yeah, smooth. Exa- yeah. Okay. I agree. The speaking is pretty straightforward. All right, cool. Well, let's do the big reveal, shall we? We'll drum roll. Okay, which and one do we start with? Let's start with PTE. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. can I read them out? Yes, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, PTE, of course, is out of 90. That's a maximum score you can get. So, listening, 90. Well done. Reading, 90. Well done. Speaking, 90 <laughs> <laughs> writing 87 oh. 87 look honestly that is they are phenomenal scores you, you missed and 3 I, points out of I know four, and if I'm being right, honest I think I did one
2: points. of the most trivial mistakes which oh, I realise you know now what the mistake was okay yeah. so the trivial mistake that I'm pretty sure a lot of people would do and which would be very common is I keep remembering you know one of these videos where you've mentioned do not interchange spellings if you're using these. Oh. You know stick with the z's if you're using the s's use the s's so i'm pretty sure at some place and of spelling realize i've put it with a z and in the other
1: place i've put something else with an s yeah i i don't know i don't know because spelling in pt i've seen a lot of report cards and yes. people often get very low scores in spelling but can still get 90 in writing so the weightage for spelling my inference is that it doesn't weigh very much in terms of points. possibly but to me
2: consciously i think that's that's the mistake that
1: i did not stick to, say, one format of spelling. Yeah, yeah do stick to one format, for sure. But um, that's good that it doesn't carry much weightage because, I mean, we live in a society where you don't really need to worry that much about spelling. So Correct. is it, does you know, in terms of communication, honestly. So that's good. Um, grammar 88, so you missed a couple of marks. I actually, when I took my PT, I got 88 for grammar as well. So I, I remember writing a particular sentence called, called an inversion sentence, which is like one of those sentences, that there are blah, blah, blah. Have you ever seen right. one of those? Because yes. I thought I'd yes. be smart to the computer, but then the computer, I'm pretty sure that was it that penalised me. Yeah. For that one. <laughs> so that's pretty phenomenal. Oral fluency 90, pronunciation 90, written discourse, which is the essay structure, so I'm glad you wrote that second one, 90. <laughs> Fantastic. So, and vocab 85, so yeah, a couple of points off in your enabling skills, but really you happy with those scores? I am. I mean,
2: it's, I don't think I could have done better, honestly, yeah. yeah. and and I guess that's one of the insights that I sort of got, you know, which relates to the point that I was talking about earlier. It's okay to believe that maybe you didn't do as well, mm. but if you're stuck to the method, yeah. on test day, you're giving your yeah. best then it really shouldn't be difficult to you know get your 79 plus that's required yeah and i can honestly admit that i didn't make, i didn't hesitate in one or two places but i was confident enough with my answers Mm. and that helped you know, push my scores.
1: Yeah, they allow, they they allow hesitations and ums and ahs. Not too many, of course, but um, it's supposed to be natural spoken English and okay. people um and ah naturally anyway. So fantastic, great PT scores. You've definitely got your immigration numbers there. IELTS, ready? No. no. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, no Let's do that. So IELTS is scored out of nine. So listening, nine. Well done. <laughs> Where are we going to go? Let's go to speaking. Speaking, eight point five. Cool, fine. That's great. You're not a native English speaker, so that's is, you know, that's a great, Correct. great score. Uh, reading eight, which is totally understandable. I think honestly, I've taken IELTS Academic three, four, five times. Five times. I've only got nine. Twice, three yeah. times. Each time I've been eight point five or nine. So it's, and that means you've missed one question or two, I think Pro, two two possibly. questions, and then you go down half a band score. Okay. So like they're, they're pretty brutal with their scoring. Uh, so reading eight. Writing. Uh, Do you want to say it? You say it. Be, I'll say it. Believe it or not. <laughs> go for it. 6.5. Which is pretty interesting because, you know, I've worked with you for a number of years and I yeah. saw your writing. Um and I imagine you did prepare properly. Like, I, I can't, I, I don't know why you would get a 6.5. Did you think about challenging that score?
2: Well, I wanted to, but then, you know, when I went ahead and thought thought of what could have possibly gone wrong, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, my, I know my task one was pretty straightforward. Yeah. I'm very certain that I lost marks in task two, which is something, you know, that's actually one of the big insights because there, there's there's some, the essay question that I got in task two, mm was not a standard one at all. Well, so, do you remember it? What, yes it? yes, I actually do Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you know how you always have, you know, a problem statement. Yeah. And then you need to give, you know, say maybe either discuss both sides and give your opinion. Okay. Yes. Right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. To me, I had two problem statements. Oh. And then I had, you know, right, the advantages disadvantages. disadvantageous. Right. Oh. So what I think would have gone wrong, what I feel would have gone wrong is that I might have gone off on a tangent. Oh. So here's my problem question. All right. Yeah. The increasing number of large out of town departmental stores are, you know, causing problems for small stores that are in town centres. Okay. This means that more people will have to use their cars to go to these out-of-town stores. okay, all right, keep going. (laughs) Right, discuss on why this would be advantageous or not.
1: What advantageous? The the out of exactly.
2: So there was a bit of the ambiguity in there.
1: Oh,
2: and. It could mean that, you know, I, I, when I first read it, I thought, okay, I just have to talk about, you know, why town center stores are better than, say, out of town sure. stores. Yeah. But then as I continued reading the question, suddenly to me, it's like, wait, is, does he want me to compare? Is it, you know, going to be on the lines of pollution, traffic, oh. you know, using the cars, cars are becoming more yeah. affordable, yeah. you know, w- w- where do I go? Where do I start? So. Yeah. Um, to me, honestly, I think that's where I went off
1: on a tangent. Yeah, yeah, And because Ryan Task Two is double the points of Ryan Task One. Yes. Yeah, so. you probably got punished for task achievement there. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's full on. Like you really, it is a it, with that. It is a bit of a luck of the draw. Oh, well. Wow. That one sounds particularly hard. That actually sounds a little bit. It is, too and, and hard. When, I,
2: when I saw it, I, t- I try really try to think back about you know the different type of types of essays that you you know spoken about in the videos. What's the best way to approach them? Yeah, I don't think we've got a
1: methods lesson on that. And then I
2: suddenly realized that, hang on, this again, you know, the, bring out the spontaneity at yeah, the end oh, of yeah. all of this. So yeah. it just became, you know, what I could achieve at that particular time. Yeah. I mean, I did use the methods, I did use, you know, whatever I could remember from the videos, the methods, method videos, but I largely had to go ahead and, you know, put my spontaneous thinking in there.
1: Well, uh, Well, you know, what can you do there? That's, that's, that's. Tough. That almost requires like an eight paragraph essay in order to cover everything and talk about the pros and cons of driving cars and the pros and cons of large retailers. So, all of that. Yeah. Tricky. It is.
2: (laughs) All right. Although the topic was very relatable, like it's something that you can, you know, see in a real life world, it's not something that you have to think very deeply about. Yeah. I just. I just believe that it's just about... The
1: idea generation's not the issue. Correct. It's just about, you know, making sure you're not... Yeah.
2: Task achievement, as you mentioned. Yes. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that you're writing on topic, that you're... Yes, answering that. Cool. All right. Any takeaways, Abhiram? What 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 would your words of wisdom be? Your recommendations for people aspiring for an IELTS 8 or a PTE 79? The only thing that, you know, at the end of all of this
2: is it's not about preparing in a very intense fashion uh-huh. it's about preparing with a plan mm-hmm. so you need to go ahead and tell yourself that i'll plan this out planning does not mean you're going to study 16 hours a day to yeah. do this yeah. you follow the methods yeah. you go ahead and you know you practice and be it PTE or IELTS or any other english based exam yeah. you should be able to crack it yeah. so to me it was about getting my you know preparation executed in the right way yeah. and it did help out of the PTE eventually, but I was not so much. Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy with the way I sort of you know planned this out, with 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 the addition of you know the method videos, understanding how I can do those practice questions in with E2. That that's that's the best part of you know knowing that there's some quality sort of practice material out there. Yeah which you can use in order to go ahead yeah. and boost your preparation.
1: Yeah, one of the things that distinguishes us from a lot of other preparation providers is our methods, our methodologies, because we've thought through all of these. Well, obviously not that last essay you got, but no, that, that almost was all yeah. of the uh, different tasks that you'll get, a step-by-step approach to each one. And that's incredibly helpful because often with this stuff, it is a matter of just taking that abstraction and then making it more concrete and giving in a stepwise fashion. Cool, man. All right. So what are you going to do with your results?
2: Well, I'm, I've got my scores at the PTE. So yeah. I think next steps will involve, you know, getting the immigration part of it sorted. So maybe file my expression of interest. Yeah. Hopefully get a PR before my current visa runs out <laughs> <laughs>
1: and stay in this beautiful, beautiful city. Lovely. So, Fantastic. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people leave it to the last minute for their to get their scores oh, yeah. and my, my visa is about to expire Don't please don't do that yeah. if you're listening to this start <laughs> preparing now take a test or even better take our mini mock test or our mock test on etlanguage.com just to get an idea of what your scores m- might be and then you can prepare from there and don't honestly some people have two weeks to go and I needed 79 I only got a 46 and ah
2: at the end of all of this, guys, listen to Jay. He knows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we should leave it there. Thank yeah, you very so much, everyone. Well.
0: Thanks for listening to E2 Talks. Remember to check out e2language.com for PTE and IELTS courses. Also, check out e2school.com for general English language learning. Thanks.